Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Hold Your Ground podcast. My name is Phil and I'm really excited about my guest guests. There are more of them tonight. Uh, with me are the guys from Aim Fausto and Diego. They released their latest EP until my last breath, um, April of this year. And I'm really happy to do well, happy to have you here on the show tonight. Welcome. Thank you, man. <laughs> happy to be here. How's it how's it going so far? You want to start post? How do you want to do it? Uh just freestyle, freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can start. So I've been... Yeah. I so think... everything is pretty pretty okay. Um uh we've we've been like after the the quarantine or Along the quarantine, uh, we launched the, the the EP. It was like I don't know how many years to to launch this. It was a, a, a big battle to 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 put the the, the EP out. Um, we finally uh, did it, uh, and now I, I had a surgery in a month ago, so I was at home um, with the sick leave. So I, I, I use that sick leave to, to go back to the band and to do a lot of stuff to the band with the band. Uh, so we just launched some, uh, some lyric videos in YouTube, which is really important for us that, because I think most, most people agree that hardcore it's much more than music and the, the lyrics is a big part of it. Absolutely. And um, for us being a, a vegan straight edge band and uh, try to be as political as possible, uh, we, we, we thought that it would, it would be really important to, to have the lyrics or some lyric videos. So, because we know that there are many people, um, outside hardcore that, that listen to the songs and it's like, oh my God, what is this screaming all, all that. So they are like, no, I don't want to listen to this. Uh, but we think that the lyrics is really important and they, they can mute the, the lyric video and just, just read the, the lyric. Um, because yeah, that, that we, we, we really, we really think that's important. So, so yeah, I've been, I've been doing that. I've been writing some stuff as well. Um, and we are trying to, to go back slowly to, to, to put the band, uh, in first again. Uh, it's not easy because it's just the two of us yeah. now. Uh, but we have to start somewhere. So that's pretty much what I've been doing this, this, sure. this so, time. So if somebody's out there listening, um, interested to join you, like just shoot you an email. Yeah. 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 We, we're pretty open to yeah. having yeah. like an international band or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I talked so, to a band from, from Turkey, just a couple of, um, I just wrote on Instagram. And they're from Turkey, but their drummer is from, I think, from Poland. So he was tracking his drums in Poland. So I think, I mean, thank God it's 2020. So just that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally man. Like, uh, <laughs> we've been writing some new songs and stuff like that. Um, writing new, new lyrics and trying to get back on the recording process, uh, or at least on the creating you know that creating vibe uh but nowadays since it's 2020 like you said phil basically we can play 
drums at home, we can play bass at home, we can play guitar at home, we can record almost everything at home, not at a, a great quality sound or whatever, but at least to track and to write down our ideas, and it's yeah. so much easier. Uh, there are a lot of bands nowadays that have members from all over the world, really. So we're trying, to be honest, we're trying to get uh, other members from Portugal, okay? Of so course. it's easier. It's something. Yeah, I, like I think it's something course. different, right? Just to yeah. just keep people together and um, yeah, recording, create. Together, create together, it's yeah. easier. But uh, I don't know. Let's see where it takes us. Yeah. Right now we are at least really hopeful and really excited to release uh, and try to not not release new songs or whatever, but trying to create new things and trying to get as many people as possible to listen to our EP. It was a labor of love, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. Like members joining, members leaving. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> an EP almost uh, almost finished, and we thought, okay, this is it. And suddenly, people leave the band, and we ended up recording almost the two of us most of the things. Um, but let's see where where it goes. We just felt that uh, in a way, we had worked so much. And our message was so powerful, or it at was. least we think it is, <laughs> for what it's worth. Uh, and we wanted to get it out there, at least for people to listen it, listen to it. That's the first part. I th it definitely worked. Well, it worked for me, to be honest. So I th honestly, Thanks. like this EP is like belongs to my top three outputs this year. Seriously, I mean, I'm not lying. So this is really, um, Thank I think you so I, much. I, um, I mean, we get back on this maybe later. But um, yeah. I just, I had, I was listening to this EP, and I had, I just had the urge to write you um, on Instagram, oh, just telling you. So, you, much, so this man. is really appreciate it. Really, this is, was something real. I was really missing actually in, well, in in hardcore in general. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's kind of our thoughts uh, in a way. Uh, we thought some of, at least in the Portuguese scene, a lot of, uh, we had a lot of straight edge bands in the past and vegan bands in the yeah. past. But uh, I don't know, recently for at least, I don't know, three years now or four years now, most of the bands are, I don't, I don't think they are apolitical because there are some political bands or some bands that have some political lyrics, but in general, some of the, the themes and the messages and the ideals that uh, we carry um, within ourselves uh, were missing. And also, um, in a way, also the sounds that we like to do, uh, a little bit more melodic, a little bit more experimental sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Nowadays, there are a lot of bands that uh, they are typical modern hardcore. I don't know <laughs> if it means something, um, but I don't. The <clears throat> veganism, straight edge, other other kind of political and deeper uh, lyrics were totally missing. So we thought we have like this is pretty stupid from my part, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've 
I felt it as a necessity. I, I felt it as we must do it to carry the torch. Yeah, I mean, like end of end of the 90s, um, beginning of 2000. I mean, that was really, I mean, a lot of, well, obviously a yeah. lot of Portuguese yeah. straight edge hardcore bands. The, yeah, the booms seen in Portugal, uh, absolutely, yeah. So, and because I was reading, um, there's that book, um, I don't know if you know it, like Sober for the Revolution, that's yeah, written yeah. by Gabriel yeah. Kuhn. There's that one chapter with uh, Bruno of uh, New New Wines, New, new Wines. Yeah, New Wines, yep, yeah. And so, yeah, he said, like, there is this thing um, where he said, is, is hardcore or is straight edge still alive in part? I think they mean the question was especially in, in Portugal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, how, yeah. and you said, like, it's a fair question. I mean, it was 2000, the book is from 2010. You said, well, yeah, quite alive. It depends in yeah. if you say, okay, straight edge. Bands hardcore about uh, you know friendship and the scene and troubles with the scene yeah, or yeah, political, yeah, yeah. well political straight edge. So yeah, it's now again ten years later. How's I don't know, how's the scene now? Yeah, that, that that that's really interesting. I was talking with with Faust. I think it was with you that I talked the other day uh, because uh, like I don't know when it was if it was like. The last day of the death show. Do you remember Faust? Yeah. When it was? It was two thousand and eight? Eight? Ten? I don't know. Well, no. it was a long time ago. Uh, and I remember uh, day of the dead was also started in the two thousand two thousand and one. Um, and for sure, the the, the the boom of the of the straight edge bands was in the end of the nineties and beginnings of the 2000s. Uh, you have like two major bands, uh, Shizat, starting with Shizat, which is, which is by far the biggest band ever in Portugal. Yeah, they were the uh, players of Vegan Straight yeah, They were like the first, uh, well, not the first first, but the first who people knew, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you have New Inns. Uh, these bands took for a long time. And they, they carried this this the, the torch of the vegan straight edge uh, in Portugal. Then you had Day of the Dead, um, who was they, they weren't a vegan straight edge band. Uh, they were straight edge, but some of them were vegetarian. And they stood they they, they stand uh, um, for a while uh, as the the straight edge band in Portugal. And when they 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 broke up. Um, in the show, they played with For the Glory, which is a really big band in Portugal. Probably the, the biggest one. Yeah, probably. There, me, maybe. maybe. Um, and uh, and um, Kongas, who is the, the, the vocal of the, of the of For the Glory, he said that they are good friends with, with the After That. And he said, like, I feel Kongas used to be straight edge as well. He, he isn't anymore, but he used to be. And he was in big bands, in really big bands, like Time X, for instance. And uh, so he's he's a respected guy in the scene. Uh, and he said that he felt that the straight edge scene died uh, in that day because they after that broke up. And I felt a little bit like um, uh, angry with his with his words, like 
what do you mean? There are so many straight edge kids and there are, uh, there are straight edge bands, but he was completely right. Like there are straight edge bands and there were straight edge bands, but not one band that were, that was like, um, that took this torch and stay with it, you know? Like bands were starting and finishing, starting and finishing, starting and finishing. Like we, that, that happened with us, we together. <laughs> we, 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 we were the band that supposedly took that, the, the Vegas Red Edge torch, but we were around like a year, maybe not even a year. Nine months. <laughs> I think we did a, a tour. We, we played one show in Portugal. Uh, two shows in Portugal, I guess. Two? The, two? Three. No, no, I think it was one. No, no, no. We, wait, wait. We, we did one show in Portugal. We went on tour. Yeah. And we came back when we, we did two shows and we, we broke up. So he was completely right on this. Like there was no band that like kids was, were entering in the, entering in the scene. And the only thing they thought hardcore was, was these uh, more like uh, no political at all first more into tough stuff yeah. like uh, the moves and the, and me personal i really hate that like it i really 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 hate that you know and it's really a personal thing and because when i joined the scene there was nothing like that people were like in the sing-alongs in the stage dives when the people were dancing and uh, nobody was hurting nobody everybody was trying to, 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 to make sure that they were not, uh, with their dance, they were not hurting people. Just take care of each other. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when, when, uh, when the, the, the tough stuff and the mosh pits and whatever start to enter the scene, it completely changed. Um, and when I see that, I, I, I can't relate, you know, I can't relate with, with this kind of, of scene. But kids were entering in, in the hardcore scene, and that was pretty much what 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 it was the hardcore scene. Um, and I think together started in a way with that goal of of uh, picking up that torch. Uh, unfortunately, we broke up. I, I left to Brazil. Uh, uh, Maria left the band, uh, so the, the band pretty much ended. And when they they started aim, I was still in Brazil. And their goal was was pretty much it. it was like there's this completely empty in in the scene of uh, of uh, vegan straight edge bands, um, or even vegetarian straight edge bands. You know, not even vegan straight edge bands, but vegan political. Bands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or even political uh, straight edge bands. Um, and and they 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 felt this this urge to 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 start this band. Yeah, yeah. When we yeah. when we got together to to uh, create aim in the first place, it was from um, a place of emptiness. We felt there wasn't anyone representing what we felt and what we yeah. wanted to do within our scene at the time. So um, I think being straight edge and being vegan, it's part of it, but it isn't the only things that we try to, um, I don't know, try to plant the seeds for other people to, to grow upon. Uh, but it's a big part of it. And there weren't any bands at the time uh, that really conveyed that message that really felt 
that feeling that we so clearly know how to to feel, but not how to explain. It sometimes it's hard to explain what the the straight edge scene in Portugal meant, um, but we all felt it at the time, and it was a big gap. It was a like a, a burnt field, and uh, we we felt that we needed to pick up our tools and try to plant everything again. So, and that that was what we wanted to do with AIM, like a band that had a different kind of sound and we never really thought as much about it. It was like, let's do what we wanted. It wasn't, hey, we need to be old school hardcore or we need to be post-hardcore. or we. That wasn't the thing. Uh, we just wanted to write meaningful lyrics and uh, the song and the instrumentals to convey some kind of emotion. And uh, we wanted, as limited as we were with our musici- musicianship, try to play well. <laughs> we don't all the time play that well, but at least we try. Uh, but that was the thing. For, for someone who was now joining the scene or hearing some stories about the straight edge scene in Portugal or whatever, hey, there's no vegan band or there's no vegan straight edge band at the time. No, they're saying. And we wanted to be at least, not a role model that's kind of pretentious, but we wanted to at least make a stand about it. And that's, that's actually one of the reasons why we, we, we can't like, just quit the band, like leave the band, you know, it's like, this is also, also one of the reasons we want to stay around It's because there's nothing, you know, and if we leave, there, there won't be any, any bands like this. Uh, and this is when I think of 20 years ago, when I joined the, the, the scene, uh, and like the way I, I completely felt, I, I remember to this day, the first show I went in Lisbon because I've been I've I've seen, I've seen some shows in in my hometown Torres Vedras, but the first time I went to Lisbon to a show, I I, I remember re- arriving home and say to myself, this is like this is what I want for the rest of, for the rest of my life. I was completely in love with with what I saw there, and it was a fully straight edge show uh, with. A lot of distros, a lot of of zines everywhere. Uh, the, the show, people talking um, in all uh, between all songs. Uh, I completely felt in love with that. I felt like th- this brotherhood that uh, that I don't feel anymore in the shows, you know. Um, and and that this is like almost um, this thing that I, I need to give back to the scene, what the scene gave to me, you know. Uh, I need to give back to these new kids. They are now 16, like like I was. Um, I need, they need to, to, to know that there is an alternative thing, to an alternative hardcore, if you want, um, uh, that, that uh, is more, I would say, meaningful, you know, because I really believe that yeah. this hardcore is more meaningful. Um, maybe this is a little bit pretentious, like like you were saying, but I, I really believe this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Thanks. is like, this is like the uh, the hardcore for sure 
set up the pillars for my life, you know. Uh, I went to environmental engineering, for instance, because of hardcore, you know. I, uh, I, I'm still vegan uh, 20 years for, since, since I quit meat because of hardcore. I'm, I'm still shredded because of hardcore. Uh, I still, I, I'm, I'm a feminist because of hardcore, you know. It's like all these, these, these uh, big pillars of my life that hardcore gave me. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important for new kids to arrive to this place and to don't think, okay, this is just guys moshing around and making moves and uh, their, yeah, and releasing their, their testosterone and uh, playing tough and thinking they are better than this is not the art. This is not if this is, if the, if this was hardcore, I wasn't in the hardcore scene, you know. So this is why I think it's really really important for us not to leave the band and to keep. Uh, and this is why we, we want to play so much alive, live, you know, so much because we want to, 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 to show them that, okay, there's another thing. It's not like you need to follow this thing. You just need to know that there's other things apart from what you, you've been, you've been seeing. And so what I, what I wanted to say with all this is that this is also a big part why we don't want to quit the band and, and uh, just, uh, launch the EP and then okay, so we're done. This is a big part why we we, we want to keep keep doing what we, we we are doing now. Yeah. So maybe you can take us back, if maybe that 20 years ago. Like, yeah. how did you got into the scene? What brought you there? How was maybe you can describe describe the scene back then? Okay. Okay. Well, I joined. I'm as I, as I said, I, I I'm from Torres Vedras. It's a, um, a city like 50 kilometers from Lisbon, north. And the scene there was pretty, pretty big. Uh, everybody, it's a small city. So the kids knew that there was this crew of the straight edge kids. There was pretty much two crews in, in Torres Vedras, which was like the junkies crew, you know, like okay. the really guy, really crazy. And they were like the bullies and the, the drugs and the alcohol, and there was the straight edge kids. Like, like we, we knew that they were straight edge, we were all vegans or vegetarians, okay. And I had uh, one, one, actually Maria, uh, the, the, the vocalist from, uh, from Together, she was from my class uh, in the 10th grade, and, uh, and another friend of mine uh, was also straight edge, and he was also from my, my class, And we were really, really good friends. So the straightest thing for me, I, I, I never smoked, not, uh, like cigarettes, uh, drugs, anything. Um, and and I, I used to drink, but was like that peer pressure as a, a kid. Like uh, I was in, the, in like the disco and I was drinking like Pizanga Bone because it was green and everybody could see that I was drinking. It was not like, oh, this is, this is really good and I really like this. It was like that, yeah, I'm, I'm really cool, I'm drinking, you know? But at the time I was asking my girlfriend not to drink because I was like, no, that's really bad for you. I don't want you to drink. So I had already that idea that alcohol was not like a good thing, you know? And then, but at the time, and this, this could be a good thing and a bad thing, uh, at the time, all vegetarians, Uh, or all straight edge were at least vegetarians. Yeah. So it was like, if you want to join the scene, you need to go, you need to be vegetarian. You know, there was this kind of pressure. 
Uh, and for me, vegetarianism was like, uh, well, if it's to eat, that's okay. If you, it's like it's not okay to kill an animal, but if it's to eat, that's okay. And we're not talking but about was, about veganism, right? So yeah, still vegetarianism, vegetarianism, just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, and there was like this day that for the first time in my life, and that's why I, I always say that. Everybody, everybody can can uh, can become vegan if they are open-minded and if they are like really into listening the arguments of the other person. Because there, I don't think there is a single argument against veganism, unless you are like living in the jungle. But if you live in the city, like everybody, yeah, uh, there's not a single argument against against veganism uh, or against vegetarianism, wherever. And that day, I was like, okay. Explain to me why you 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 don't eat meat because at the time he didn't eat meat, um, he just he ate, he ate fish and whatever. And when he started to to tell to talk to me and explain me, I was like always okay. What about this? And he always had an answer for everything. And and that was like like the the trigger for me. Like w when you know the information, uh, you can do two things or do anything with that, or just ignore it. And uh, luckily, I, I, I was like, okay, um, I have to do something about this. He's right, you know, he's right. Uh, so I just, like the other day, I just, okay, I'm gonna quit meat. My parents at the time didn't allow me to, to quit fish or, or milk or whatever, just quit meat, because they were, of course, worried about my health and stuff. Um, and that was pretty much the, the, um, the package, you know, because I don't think my, my, my thing was more the straight edge is more the veganism or the vegeta vegetarianism because I, I was pretty much, and for sure, like seeing their crew and seeing the way they act together and seeing like they were goofy with each other. I, I'm really, really goofy and I really like to, to, to have fun and say silly stuff. And the way they are, they were like acting with each other. I was like, I really want to be part of this group, you know. And uh, and I think that's that's pretty normal when you have when I was 16, when you are this young and you are trying to to figure it out uh, with yourself and you really want to to be part of something. And there was like this group of kids, um, really alternative and really cool uh, that that were like the good guys you know like they were they they were opposing to the other crew who were like we just want to do shit this crew were like we just want to like change the world and do positive things with our lives and that for me was like whoa this is really cool and then i saw one show of that friend of mine uh, in torch and i love the show i really love the show the positivity the, the message the 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 brotherhood the sisterhood And that was pretty much from that day. I didn't say I was shredded because at that point I was like, uh, I don't want to say that I'm something that I'm really not completely aware of what what shredded is. But so after, only after an, one year uh, of me being drug free, I, I, I was like uh, able to say, okay, I'm shredded. I bought this. I don't know if it was a patch or if it was a, uh, a t-shirt with straight edge uh, and from that day on i was like okay i'm straight edge so so that was pretty much how how i i, I entered the scene 
my my story is a bit different. Uh, so I was fifteen. Uh, I was fifteen at a, fifteen. Yeah, I think I was fifteen at a time, uh, and I had uh, two two classmates basically that they were vegetarian and straight edge, and they were all punk, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I'm a huge metalhead. I don't have long hair right now, but I used to have it for quite a long while. Uh, but People who uh, saw together remember it. <laughs> probably. Uh, but uh, at the time, I was a really big metalhead, and I still am, in a way. Um, but um, I, I enjoyed heavy music, and uh, they enjoyed it too. And they passed me quite a few CDs to listen and stuff like that. And um, one of them that they they copied there was the those times when you copy a CD with a playlist and give it to your friend. <laughs> so uh, they gave me uh, Agnostic Front, uh, Something's Gotta Give, and also Strife in this Defiance. And I connected instantly with Strife <laughs> because it's almost flash metal in a way. <laughs> so it was really good. Um, then they um, invited me to a show. We had a lot of talks about vegetarianism uh, and why uh, drugs were such a heavy issue, uh, at least where I live in Calus. It's a suburb. Uh, parts of the town are quite rough, uh, and you could see with, with, with your own eyes the... I don't know, the impacts of drugs have on families and even your friends. And we had a lot of talks about it. And um, I was kind of figuring it out. Uh, by the time we had the, the fantastic thing called the internet, so everything that they kind of questioned me about it, I would go back and sit at my home and research about it, try to get all the information about uh how animals are raised, how animals are killed, if you can indeed live a healthy lifestyle and, uh, I don't know, with zero meat and zero eggs and zero milk and everything. Um, and um, once I, I went to a concert with them, they were constantly inviting me and stuff like that. And once, let's go, let's go. Uh, and it was a big show. It was New Wind's. It was Timex, and it was also a, a band uh, from from Lisbon. They were quite big, at least in our scene, called Fight for Change. And all those bands preach veganism, straight edge, uh, political, getting involved in the community. When was, where was it? Um, at Campo Grande. Okay. You know the you know the the place. Yeah. Uh, and it was awesome because. Everyone was thinking along, as the old talk uh, earlier, before people were trying to more than just play their songs, and they were heavy, and I would instantly enjoy that part. Um, but they were speaking between songs, trying to make you question your question your own choices, trying to make you um, see other points of view. Uh, explaining all the songs and what they were saying, and uh, kind of as as Diogo was saying, I went home and I was 
flabbergasted. It was like really overwhelming to find the place that would not only give me heavy music, something that I always enjoyed, but also meaning, a message, something to care about. And as a, a teenager back then, I was trying to change the world like everyone was. But the difference is, as I get older, my ways of changing the world uh, change, but I'm still trying. And uh, most of the, the people I know that weren't involved in uh, something as rich in meaning as hardcore is, most of them just don't fight for anything uh, anymore. And that's something that uh, hardcore gave me. And I, as you said, we want to contribute to something better, uh, to hardcore, but also much, much wider than just the hardcore scene. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and how did you guys met actually? Uh, like going to shows, yeah, and, I think. Yeah, but actually, but I think like we weren't friends. We just see each other at, at shows, and uh, we, when we start together, together was supposed to be a, a, a like Miguel and Maria were also from from Torres Vedras, from my hometown, hometown, and the idea was to have a Torres Vedras band. Uh, but not quite in the, in the beginning it was yeah uh, but uh, then we were like okay we don't have a, a bassist so we need to to find someone and i think it was miguel who said to someone and someone said uh, talked about Faust, like uh, oh there's this kid uh, he plays bass and he's he's vegan he's red edge and the band the band needed to be vegan straight edge uh, that was one one thing um, so the guy need to be needed to be vegan straight edge, and somebody it, um, mentioned Faust, uh, and in the beginning I remember was like, okay, let's see, he he can maybe go to 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 one of our rehearsals and just practice practice a little bit. Let's see if we like the guy, if we can hang with him, and and but I I think. Yeah, the, at, at, at pretty much the first the first uh, rehearsal we have, we I don't I don't think we ever had that thing that you are here on a, on a trial or something, you know. No, not much from the from the start you were pretty much already in the band. So yeah. the thing was, uh, I knew Miguel, uh, the the drummer, and also played, played drums on on AIM, uh, and I knew him from his distro and for being friends with him. Uh, and I was not super close with him, but we have a, a friendship going. With Diogo and Maria, we were more acquaintances. Sometimes we hung uh, on a, a concert or whatever in the same group, but we didn't knew each other that well. Um, and uh, at the time, Miguel talked to me and was like, hey, we're starting a band. I know you play bass. We need a, a bass player and no one's vegan straight in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to like listen to a rehearsal and see if you enjoy the, the sound and enjoy the band and if you can play the songs? And I was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. Uh, but at first, <coughs> um, kind of supposed to be like a, a session, you know, session bass player or something like that yeah. because they want to one tour and they had no one 
And the thing was more like, hey, we had the songs already figured out and just played it and that's it. But we got along so well and we became a band quite naturally. We didn't have like a conversation about it or whatever. It was like, yeah, there's some things that I like in the sound, some things that I would like to be a bit different. But uh, yeah, I enjoy it. And we ended up kind of... Not recreating the sounds or recreating the songs, but kind of every member had different influences. Uh, and we ended up uh, having our own input in every song. Everyone created together. Uh, and it was kind of funny. And it was really good. <laughs> and that's where we know each other. So uh, you then... Like a couple of years later, you founded AIM. Yeah. So yeah, how did how did that came came together? Yeah, it was kind of like like Diogo was saying. Uh, even Diogo not being one of the original band members, I, I knew exactly that he feels feels it the same way that we did back then. It was. Um, a big gap, a big uh, void in the scene for a more political band, for a more, um, I don't know, for a, a political band, I think, in general. But uh, the veganism and straight edge weren't at all being represented in Portugal. And we thought that uh, that's really important that we needed to do something about it. Because it's easy to just say, hey, someone will create a band and someone along the way will carry the, 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 the torch or something like that. But I think, and I still think to this day, that we have a personal responsibility on what we live in this world. And in a more micro, micro scale, in our scene also. And if uh, I was only seeing bands that I couldn't relate it was in my hands to create a band that would um, fill that void. And that was how I got along. I talked with Miguel. We, I, I knew him from uh, our time in the, the band together. Um, and uh, to Jorge and to João Singer. And we all pretty much had the same feeling. Uh, and we got together to, to do a more modern sound, not the typical, I don't know, not the typical old school sound. Um, but we got together to create a band that could give that message, could be that uh, change or alternative or not have just uh, the typical mosh core bands. Nothing against them, okay, because I, I really enjoy even trash metal and death metal, so that's not a problem. But... Uh, the thing that hardcore gave me that metal never gave me uh, was the message and the feeling and trying to do something better and try to become better. Um, and that's what we wanted to do with them. So, I mean, so we got together. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> so, I mean, that was really the, I mean, that's the spirit of DIY, do it yourself, right? So just yeah. if you yeah. want to see something change and there's nothing well, nothing left. Just, well, do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can wait for someone to do it, but... Yeah, probably if you're unlucky, you just wait forever. Yeah, that person might never do it, and they could 
even do it, but in a way that you could do differently and that would represent you more. And uh, in the end, if you do it by yourself, I think you, if you have that capacity, some people really would like to have a band but don't know how to play an instrument or aren't that good writing a, a song or whatever. But fortunately, we've been having bands like six we were 15 or 16 so it's easier that way what i wonder is i mean like in the end of the 90s or early 2000 i mean it sounded like as you said there was a well there was a huge uh, amount of kids like straight edge kids with a i think with a political um yeah the yeah. interest in political messages and work how did it why just why did it disappear or uh, i don't know how will will give you different answers i have my own theory about it and one thing that uh, i think wasn't that positive in a way in that scene was that everyone was being pressured into being straight edge into being vegetarian or vegan or whatever Uh, almost if you wanted to go to shows at the time and you wanted to fit in, you you must have been vegetarian or vegan or straight edge or something like that. Um, and when one of the big, uh, I, I don't know, milestones or breaking points that happened was when Shizatu broke up. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, when Shizatu broke up, they were the, the big... A vegan straight edge band, uh, when they broke up, everyone thought, well, now that there aren't those big bands around, maybe I don't have to be straight edge anymore. I don't have to be vegan anymore. That peer pressure and social pressure wasn't really there. So in a way, and what I'm going to say may be a bit controversial, I think in a way, the Portuguese scene got a bit more real, a bit more true, because people were at least feeling and doing what they wanted and not because there was a big band and if you wanted to sing that song, you should be vegetarian or vegan or shut the fuck up or <laughs> something like that. So in a way, it, become, it became a bit more real. But in the other way, it had a big void And people were kind of lost at the time. I think that was the main thing. And people were experimenting other things and doing all that stuff. Um, and without a, a bit, as Duke said, like the start of the conversation, when you don't have some bands that are representing something, people might not think about it at least think about it, not just being straight edge because of any straight edge. I think as an adult now, that's pretty stupid. But uh, at the time, it made some sense to a lot of people. But yeah, the, the, the breakup of Shizat was one of those big void creators or line breakers at the time. I don't know, do you, do you think the I same? Th yeah, yeah. I think there are two... Um major points that uh, are in the in the, um, the reason why the scene is as it is today 
for sure the first one is is uh, she's out breaking up like i have i have some friends i, ne- I never seen a she, she's out show not even a sunny as show sunny as was a, the the band when she's out broke up they started sunny Eisen, which was what was not vegan straight edge anymore it was more like a spiritual uh, stuff whatever but really really good if people don't know sunny Eisen, uh lyrically even but musically is like one of the best bands uh, to to ever been in portugal and they 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 wrote like a demo i think they only launched the demo and it's so 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 good and so i invite everybody everyone to to listen to it but um in the end of the 90s we we need to to like to see this like the timeline of the things the scene uh, arrived to portugal in the in the 90s um with kids you know with kids with the 16 uh, 15 whatever and to the end of the of the of the 90s like 98 whatever 99 um i had like people telling me these huge shows in Ritz club which was like this club when where where the the, the shows were like Every weekend, every Sunday uh, afternoon, uh, there was these shows uh, with 400 people, like which is like 400 people. I think when when we played when we played with together in 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 Fluff Fest, I think it was more or less five, 500 people. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I was like in the in Wimbledon Stadium, you know, like so many people. So I cannot imagine what is. One one show in Portugal, one random show, one Sunday show in Portugal with local bands with 400 people. It's crazy. Uh, and people, there there are tons of people with this kind of relates. And it's like, damn, there there should be that that, that uh, thinking about it. It should be like crazy, you know. And when she's not broke, like maybe more than half of those people just fade away. It's yeah, like, she's out was pretty much what hold them to the scene. Okay. So when, when she's out broke up, people first, people start to grow up, start to, to go to college and start to, to, um, because there's, there's this saying like straight edge till college, you know, uh, you are straight edge when you are kids. Uh, but then you go to college and you start to 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 have different friends who smoke, who drink, and you just uh, like sell out or whatever. Um, and I think that was the, the first the first thing. And but still, uh, you had new wins. You had the Timex. You had the, well, we still had some bands yeah. who were who were yeah. uh, straight edge and vegan straight edge. So you still had. Uh, in, in Casa Ocupada, which was the after Reeds Club, uh, the the we had like in Portugal. I don't I don't know I don't know if this is like like this in all almost all cities, but at least in Portugal we had this like the shows were always on, at the same place. So we have like this place now all shows are here. Now we have this place all shows are here. Now we have this place. So that's why I asked him when, where when. Yeah. Uh, when was the show he he went when or where was the show he went to? Uh, because Camp Grande was like the third 
Ligas yeah. para casa ocupada yeah. It was Hits Club, casa ocupada Which was a, squ a squat A punk squat And then Campo Grande And, um, and in casa ocupada The, the squat uh, It was the first show I went in Lisbon And it was completely full Like completely like uh, the, the, the spot was pretty small The venue was pretty small But uh, there were like hundreds of people there still um, So there were still Some, some people in the scene And then in 2004, and for me that's the main the, the, the main uh, reason why the scene it is like it is today. Uh, there was kind of a break in the scene between the the political bands and the tough bands. So there was this this uh, this the For the Glory was pretty much the band who, who started this. Um, Because Kongas, uh, uh, the, the vocal from For the Glory, he he always liked this the the, the more stuff tough stuff. He always danced in the shows even in even before 2004, and he was into this. So he started this band, and uh, and there there was like this 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 separation in the scene between the bands who were still vegan and straight edge and vegetarian and political and whatever. And then these bands who were more like, fuck that, like uh, we're not interested in that. We are interested more in the in the hardcore sound and more the the, the tough stuff, whatever. The image. So there was, yeah. So there was this really big separation, and uh, the guys from the they, they called us the PCs, the political correct guys, <laughs> and we called them the tough guys. So and people were not mixing each other like they had their shows and we had our shows, mm -hmm. and and it was like a really, for one side it was really cool because th there was the, the 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 time when I felt most the brotherhood and like the, I remember to to be on New Inch shows, and like holding all 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 my friends like listening to to Bruno. Bruno's words, because Bruno was always, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen New Wings, but he was like really, really inspiring guy. Like yeah. his words were really, really inspiring. And I remember like holding my, my, my brothers, you know, and like listening to those words and like, yeah, man, it's, this is it. This is, this is our thing. This is, we are going to change the world together, you know? Um, so this naive of, of, of the, the on, on that time, Uh, it was pretty pretty beautiful to to to, feel, to to experience that and to feel that and to believe in that. Uh, but I, I I believe as in anything, it's really easy. It's way easier to enter to a scene that doesn't ask you nothing. You're just going there to listen to music and to dance and to whatever. Then to go to a scene that you need to 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 have something to belong here. You need to be straight edge or you need to be vegetarian, or at least you need to be interesting, interested in the, 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 the political themes that are being talked about, you know? So if I was a new kid that I was just into the music, for sure I was going to move to the other side, like to the more music things. things. And they were the cool guys at the time. They were yeah, and they were, yeah, definitely. Everything that was being done in Europe with the big yeah, band. pretty much, pretty much. Because Portugal, Portugal was always. I remember uh, in in the beginning of the the two thousands, uh, 
or, or in the end of the, the 90s, bands from Europe come to Portugal and they like talking about this in interviews outside Portugal, like the best scene in Europe is Portugal. They are all very political. They, they, they all are straight edge or vegan or whatever. And it was not like this in the rest of the Europe. And bands were starting to touring a lot and seeing other scenes in, in Europe. Um, so there was these, these people who were starting to identify themselves more to this kind of scene. And that, this is how For the Glory and before For the Glory, what went wrong was pretty much the first band who weren't political. They were like talking about personal issues or whatever, or love even, whatever. Um, and and uh, For the Glory were like this band, we just want to do our thing, you know? So I think that was pretty much the, the, the split of, of the scene. And for a long time, people was hating each other like if you are from that side, uh, uh, I don't like you. If 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 I am from this side, you don't like me. There were like fights, uh, so it was not a, a really good good time. And uh, thankfully, uh, like for, for instance, for the glory, I bo- boycott their concerts for years and years and years. You know, because for me they represent what I hated in hardcore. And for the glory, we play the show. I play the show with them. Yes, I really have really re- I really have a big respect for the guys because they they stayed they stood along for like a long time and they made so much for the hardcore scene and uh, and uh, and it's really interesting to see how you grow up and how you you start I I I I I, I, end, I ended up like uh, stopped talking to per- to people because they weren't vegan anymore I was that guy you know like uh, because I felt this thing like we are together in these brotherhoods and we are t- together trying to change the world. If you left this, you are dead to me, you know? This is how my mentality worked back then. Uh, so I was really like this uh, ultra militant, like in the vegan straight edge and let's change the world and um, together has a unity. <laughs> And and I I, I quit I, I quit talk to people like uh, so so silly you know, um, and it's like it's so stupid you know it's so stupid to to because and today it's really funny to say this to, we were like having discussions band discussions about people who were vegan or who were uh, vegetarians they aren't vegetarians no more and I'm the guy who are defending these people <laughs> because I was like. Well, everybody has their 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 um, their paths, and maybe they don't see the, the way they they see they used to see it. But uh, maybe they will change in in the future. And I'm not better than that person because of this, you know. So I, I really really changed my way of seeing things uh, because I had almost this hate, you know, like this. I was kind of. Um, revolting you know like to these people like uh, yeah. why did you why did you um left us you know why 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 so so it was kind of hard to 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 accept that people change and that people um like other things and uh, search for other things and uh so but yeah i think that's that was pretty much on on that, that year 2004 uh when the, the scene splits and I, I think that, oh, for instance, my girlfriend, she's she's way younger than me, and when she entered, this, she's vegan straight edge as well. 
But when she enters the scene, she entered the scene. She entered the scene because her, her boyfriend back then was in the scene. He was straight edge, but he wasn't vegetarian, for instance. And for us, like when we enter the scene, being straight edge and not being vegetarian, it's like that doesn't exist, you know. Or you need to be vegetarian. And he, and he, her her ex boyfriend um, was was more into the the tough stuff and these kind of bands. Okay. So that pretty much how she entered the scene and I'm, I'm still make fun of her right like with the the, the hoodies she she has and and uh, it's really funny uh, and only then uh, she realized that there was this other thing uh, like other scene uh, pretty parallel you know to to the scene she was going to uh, with more like uh, content maybe I don't know um, but but the new kids that were entering the scene were entering to that scene, you know. So it's pretty normal that there are very very few kids, very few kids that are entering the scene and that are doing straight edge bands. Very 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 few. I remember like Awake, yeah, uh, uh, that, that started the band, uh, a, a straight edge band, and but even Awake had like one member. That was from the from uh, an old guy, uh, old school guy, you know, like from the the nineties. Uh, so it's really really hard to to find like new kids uh, that are starting a band. They are vegan straight edge, or they are vegetarian straight edge, or they are like political, whatever, because that's not what they know, you know. So that's why I think that the the, the and because there weren't bands carrying that torch. So new ins when new ins uh, broke up. But pretty much the, the vegan straight edge scene died in Portugal, pretty much, because there wasn't another band. Uh, and New Wings, I never seen She's Out, but New Wings was completely different from all other bands, politically politically wise, you know? Like, um, Day of the Dead, they, they still talked in, in the songs, but uh, it was completely, it was more personal, and they can kind of changed through, through the years. To become a more a less straight edge band and more personal band, um, but New Wings no, they were they, they they were always talking between songs. The, the lyrics was always about something political and always adding new stuff, um, which which was really important as well. And when New Wings broke up, I think pretty much the vegan straight edge scene died in Portugal. Yeah. Uh, the only bands who were who were who were uh, playing at the time. We're not vegan straight edge bands. Yeah. So the new kids that were entering the scene only knew this other thing. So when they were making new bands, they were making those kind of of bands. Uh, I think that's that was pretty much the that's that's why I say that there are two major um, moments uh, that that uh, that made what this scene is today, I guess. But in a way, and looking back, I think. We have we have some responsibility on it too, because yeah, of course, of when course, the, when the scene split, uh, split up between like the, the tough guys and the PC guys or whatever that means. <laughs> uh, if you went to a show from one side, you won't, you would only see that reality, and if you went to a show yeah, from. Uh, our side at the time or whatever, you only knew the ultra-political stuff. The thing is, you ended up playing with the same bands a lot of the time, 
Yeah. And the, the people that were watching your band play were almost the same click, almost yeah. the same. And that's that's a big big mistake. That uh, of course, looking back, that's that's pretty stupid. Because if you go to a show and there's a a more metallic hardcore band, uh, and there's a a melodic one, there's a emo one, there's a I don't know a, a ska one. Like it was like it was with Chizat shows. Yeah, Chizat yeah. used to play with Fonzie. Fonzie was a, a punk rock band, a melodic punk rock band. Okay, they were playing. With Caminata do Lixo, which was a ska band, yeah. um, so that that was probably why they had so many people in the in that uh, in those show in that in those shows, and uh, and uh, so many people turned straight edge, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, know that's, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the the things that there's no doubt in our mind that we want to play with every crowd. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, like more metal bands, fuck it, we're in the build. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Some uh, hardcore bands, uh, more I don't know, more into aggressive moves and stuff. Whatever, we'll go and play and talk about the things that we care. Some we might end up touching someone or influencing someone that didn't even know there there were other bands in Portugal or other bands that talked about other things. And uh, I think when we talk about diversity, it's important in hardcore shows too, you know? Yeah. Uh, Lyric-wise, ideal-wise, obviously, within obvious <laughs> limits, not <laughs> fuck you, man. Uh, but uh, some people that are more progressive, some people that... Uh, May may talk about other things that you never thought about. I think it's that melting pot and mix of every influence that might uh, cater to everyone's needs. Uh, sometimes during the early 2000s, uh, hardcore bands wouldn't play with uh, more metal bands and stuff like that. As long as they're respectful and they. Yeah. Assholes? Why not, man? Absolutely. And that's that's what we take from it, like twenty years later. <laughs> so, and uh, how do you see the well, the future of political political straight edge now? Do you see that there are more and more bands coming up now again? I mean, for example, I um, there's the band from Texas, Vanguard. Like, yeah. Think, Really good. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for the record to arrive. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for a record and a T-shirt to arrive. <laughs> oh, you see, so <laughs> let's see who comes first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably you. <laughs> But do you, do you think there's um? Do you see a change now again? Um, like coming up in well, I, new I bands coming up in Portugal. There are. There are. In Portugal right now, I think as a whole, even the hardcore scene is kind of sleeping right now. Uh, we have a few bands that are that are active, but uh, we took a huge blow with the the pandemic, not having shows, yeah. not having uh, a lot of uh, 
things that we we did like concerts or even some some fests and stuff like that uh we took a huge blow uh i'm really anxious to see um if we end up rebuilding everything uh when the pandemic takes a, a bit of a rest and we can have gigs again uh because a lot of bands broke up even within this time uh in a way i think our band would last more because we're focused on the message first, I guess. Obviously, the music is important, but to a band that has no, I wouldn't say no meaning because that's bullshit. Every every band has some meaning in it. But if you're just in it for the music, it's easier to let go of a band now that you can play the shows and you're yeah. not going to have no one uh, like buying your record or whatever. So I think a lot of bands will eventually uh, quit or just um, reignite their efforts when the pandemic uh, goes away. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in a way, uh, I think we just have to, if we end up being the only straight edge band or the only vegan straight edge band in Portugal for a while. I don't know. That's, that's a bit of a weight to carry, but we're willing to lift it up <laughs> and, and carry the weight. We, we don't have a problem with that, but, uh, obviously we wanted to have, a a more diverse scene with diverse bands. And, um, I hope new vegan bands and new straight edge bands, uh, show up in the future. Yeah, I hope so. So I just see we're um, in for more than an hour. So and I want to make sure that uh, Diogo doesn't miss his kickoff later. So no, no, <laughs> we're more than okay. So uh, maybe just football fans. <laughs> so let's maybe let's talk about. I would love to hear more of this actually, but let's talk about your or your last EP until um, until my last breath. So, like I said, for me, it's like one of the top three albums this year. So, because it has exactly this mixture mixture that I was looking for, for like personal stories, but also something, well, meaningful, like, well, the political, the positive input. Um, so, how you're... Um, I think we. I mean, I know we talked about this this album already in advance, but your, like your personal favorite songs on this EP, what would that be? Okay, uh, I have a mix. Uh, Diogo has more of a straight answer to this, yeah. but uh, I think I'll go with this one first. Uh, I'm one of those guys or one of those people that when you ask him for like a top three or top ten, he ends up like. Man, I don't know what to say because it's really hard for me to categorize and come up with a favorite. But uh, in our EP, until my last breath, I think I have two big ones. Uh, I enjoy all of them, obviously, uh, but uh, the two big ones, and for different reasons, are uh, Wounded Warriors um, and Vegan, the, the, the last one of the EP. Wounded Warriors, uh, it's... A hell of a heavy song. It uh, is like at least I, because um, 
basically talks about cancer. It was a lyric that I did from the, the ground up. It was made by me. And uh, it, in a way, was a way to honor my father that uh, he struggled with cancer for eight years. He dodged a few bullets and a few uh, death diagnoses and came up on top. Wow. Uh, he was able to, to see uh, my nephew his grandson being uh, being born, even when they told him like two weeks um, prior to to my nephew's birth that uh, he would die like in a day or two. So he is, or he was such a warrior. And basically everyone in the band uh, suffered something similar. Uh, even Diogo, uh, his mother suffered with cancer, but he's now cancer-free, thank God, or wow. thank whatever deity or entity you want, or thank the universe or whatever. Um, and everyone in the band has a father, a friend, someone that uh, has died or at least struggled and fought cancer directly. And uh, everyone that has been through this knows that it's... It's such an heavy blow, such uh, an impact within a family, within a friendship. Uh, starting from the diagnosis, going into radiotherapy or chemo yeah. in some cases, yeah. everyone goes through it. It's just a devastating disease. And I wanted to, in a way, uh, honor his battle uh, and everyone's battle with cancer, really. Uh, and write a heavy song to talk about, basically put my heart out on a song. Because in those eight years, we had to be really strong and we tried to stay uh, positive and uh, everything and trying to channel to him and transfer all our strength to him. Um, yeah. And it was really exhausting in a way, also, uh, personally. But um, I wanted to, to write a song about cancer that talked about the, the hard parts of it. Uh, it's not really a hopeful song in a way. It's kind of heavy. But um, you find beautiful things in, in everything. And I find now, a few years later, I find a, a lot of great things during those years. Uh, the battle, the, the the little things that he conquered uh, through the battle, it was really something. And now he, he remained so positive. And just to, to give you like a quick glimpse, on his first diagnosis, they said they have, he had a 2% uh, chance of surviving that year. He ended up surviving eight years wow. and uh, and uh, witnessing and holding his nephew. So his nephew, no, his uh, grandson. So there are a lot of great things in it too. Uh, but it's a heavy song. It's a hard song, obviously. Like I, uh, said, I mean, like I said, that was the first song I heard of her EP. And when I heard it, um, my dad passed away two years well he passed away in 2018 because of cancer so that's why i heard that song i was like 
just completely blown away because that was like exactly you described everything I felt went through during this time. So and well, this um, this experience was actually the reason that I did a, a choice in my life to switch, do something positive. Like when I said, okay, I will, I will quit. Like I gave him, I gave my dad a promise to keep, like to take care of myself. And for me, I thought, yep. um, like quit alcohol, quit um, meat and just take care of myself and make, trying to make the best positive thing out of this experience was like in this two years, like three years ago now. So that's why yeah. that song really, I uh, really had an impact on me. So that's why I just, I, I was listening to the song. I just, I had to write you on Instagram. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in a way, it's, it's really strange. that something that unfortunately, unfortunately it's so common nowadays. Uh, almost everyone uh, we know as someone they know that had cancer or has cancer or will be having cancer. Yeah, even I mean, I mean the statistics say like every like every second person will suffer because of cancer. Like it's crazy, and uh, I think in a way it's not that uh, talked about. People don't talk about the feeling of um, of going through cancer. Uh, we just see the success stories and not really much of it. Um, and I think it's really important to see that or, or to write down in a lyric and try to convey that message and spread it to, um, to make people realize that everyone goes through it in a different way. Yeah. It's a devastating disease all around. Uh, some people have huge side effects. Some people die, die from the disease. Uh, other people die from the the cure of the disease in a way because chemotherapy and radiotherapy, yeah. Uh, yeah. as we say in the song, it's medication that feels like poison. Uh, and yeah. it's really, yeah. really, really hard. <clears throat> and I think all the the things that are really hard and really negative in the world sometimes need to be uh, talked about and put in other perspective. And sometimes we can realize other meanings if we talk about the things. If we uh, close up and just bottle up everything inside that we were feeling at the time or we feel, uh, we aren't going to be in a in a good place in a few years. So that was my experience. It's not most people's experiences. Uh, when we, we talked through Instagram, I was like, okay, other people felt it like I felt it. Uh, and that's interesting because most of the times I don't talk to people about cancer in such a deep way, in such a profound way emotional way uh, and writing a lyric and a song around it was my way of uh, expressing it and um, basically honoring and uh, 
try to give a glimpse of hope to everyone that will be affected in some way or another by by this uh, by this terrible disease. Like another pers- perspective of the thing. Two two days ago, a friend of ours died with cancer. He uh, was a vegan straight edge guy from our from our scene, uh, and um, yeah. So it's really shitty, and everyone will end up facing this uh, problem and this disease. And uh, I think we can can do so much better than this, really. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, and. It's not one of those uh, rare cases of a disease somewhere, uh, somewhere in some other country, due to some kind of neglect of the government of the people. They end up with it. Almost everyone will end up with some kind of uh, uh, impact or some kind of variation of the of this disease, and it's it's really crazy. Yeah, and we should do our best to try to overcome it, try to research it a lot more. And um, and if we end up with a cancer diagnosis, fight the shit out of it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing left to say, to add to this. Exactly. If just keep fighting. Um, yeah, it's not, it's, it's totally not an easy subject to talk about. So uh, I think in a way it was kind of cathartic to put those feelings in a, in a song. Uh, it's way easier than uh, thinking and talking about it straight as we are talking right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss of your friend. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Diego. How about how about you? Yeah. Your... Uh, well, my my favorite song is is the vegan because it's it was the only song that um, when I joined the band, they already had all the other songs written. Um, we've changed a lot of the other songs because I uh, my my the, the the genre of 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 music that I, I like most. It's different from from them. I'm more like a emo kid and a melodic kid and whatever. So I, I add some some different uh, inputs to to the songs. But this the vegan one was was a song that I've been I, I wrote like a long time ago, and I always loved this song. Um, and and as we were working on the song. And some inputs were being added to the song. I kept like even enjoying more the song, you know. And the lyric, um, the lyric uh, was written in a room all together. We were in in Miguel's house, and just writing every line, like everybody's uh, sending some input. I'm really, really bad at writing uh, lyrics, like really bad. <laughs> so. No. <laughs> true, but so you have to write it, and someone 
has to polish it. Yeah, exactly. I, I have, I, I give some ideas and okay, work with this. <laughs> so, so it was pretty, pretty awesome. Like all the, the, um, like seeing how the music was like, uh, give, uh, uh, having shape. Um, it was, it was pretty awesome. And the way it ended, like, I, I really liked the, the, the output of the song. Um, but, uh, but it's pretty funny. Like, like the, the way you were talking about wounded warriors, as I said before, I was like, I, 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 because I was in a sick leave, I had time to, to, to go back to the band and to, to work on things we had to do. And uh, as I was uh, doing the lyric videos, uh, when, when you join a band and people give you the lyrics, you read it like once or twice and it's like, Oh yeah, it's cool. But you don't, uh, and you are not listening, uh, reading it with a song behind. It's different. So it's like the lyrics don't hit you the way um, it can hit you after, you know. And uh, while I was doing the the, the lyric video um, and, and 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 uh, reading every single line over and over again, I was like damn man this shit is pretty heavy like this is really 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 heavy and i messaged Fausch like yeah <laughs> or twice like like dude this is so fucking heavy like i i haven't noticed before how how heavy the, the lyric was um and how how deep it was and how and i was of course thinking on him like losing losing a father to 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 this disease and of course, having to 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 what I went through with my mom, and and um, sorry guys, um, and like and now having to to deal with this with our friend, and realizing like every single one, every single person has someone that went through this, like, uh, and as I was like doing that. This was kind of hitting me, and and for sure that that song like grew on me, you know, like especially the message of the song. I like the, the song like the, musically, but the message really really grew on me, and uh, and um, like now more than ever with, with what happened with our friend, uh, and being like the first song of the EP, uh, I also talked talk with him with that like. This is like the first song of the EP, like, like oh. just a punch in the. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is yeah. so 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 bad. Yeah. This is like the first song. Like people will listen to this and like, fuck, I don't want to listen anything. Man. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like. This is so 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 heavy. I don't want to listen to anything else. And 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 yeah, this song really really grew on me and and became really really special. And like just thinking on him, like writing this after what he went to, because I went this with my mom, but thank God she, she's, she's okay. You know, she had two cancers, but she's okay. Um, like, and, and I can't even imagine like losing, losing my, losing my mother or my father. And it's, it's, this is the fucking reality for, for millions of people every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, yeah. really, really hope like people can, can, um, special people who lost for people. Um, because I think this is not a hopefully song, you know, this is not, the, the lyrics is not hope. There's no hope there. It's like, it's more like a, um, 
um, like honoring the, the 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 person who 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 passed through this and the, the, their families and friends who also suffered a lot uh, with this. And uh, and uh, I really hope that people can can at least find some some uh, like you did like you did like yeah this, this guy went to the same the, the same thing I did and at least have that though that that uh, acknowledgement I don't know and to give at least some strength to those people who who, who are dealing with that and who went to uh, through that so so yes that song really really grew on me. Um, damn, I, I wasn't expecting this to go to this. <laughs> but well, this, this and that for me, like this is hardcore, you know. This is this is hardcore for me, like being be, 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 people being uh, being um, honest with each other, being vulnerable with each other, uh, being being uh, being truly with each other, and saying, "I'm here for you, man." I'm I'm. Uh, because in the end, when we when we write songs, when we we, we write lyrics, it's that's the idea, like uh, um, to share with it people and and to hope that our songs and our lyrics can can touch people and and people can feel um, I don't I won't say inspired by it, but but uh, touched by it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much the most important thing for me, and and I and like. When I see some some when I'm going to YouTube and I see some some together videos in Fluffest, I feel so 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 grateful, like so grateful, like uh, to see like these people uh, enjoying what 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 four kids did in in, uh, in a, a garage in, in Portugal. You know, I feel so 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 grateful, and, and it's, it's so re- reward rewarding to yeah. to 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 feel this, and this is pretty much what I want. From from AIM as well is like the event really yeah yeah it's just play live um, and feel that what we are doing uh, is is touching people and people and it's not like it's not worth it you know it's not uh, it's not worth it no it's not um, it is worth it you know um, so yeah that's pretty much it yeah. just to to add up on that uh, that thought view. Um, when we played with uh, together, we had the well, we had the the we were lucky enough to do uh, an Euro tour uh, on that uh, on 2009 during summer, and uh, we received quite a few emails saying, "Hey guys, I really thought about what you." talked about at the show and everything and I'm vegan now or I'm a vegetarian now or I quit drinking now and that's the kind of impact that most people don't have within their reach or think they don't have within their reach but everyone that creates a band has that capability has that possibility of putting something out that makes someone think about it or question their lives or whatever and make a change and that's that's really awesome and um going back to the the second favorite song of the ep vegan yeah. um one of the things that i really liked about the end result is the lyric tells a story and the story begins really heavy really sad really angry uh and throughout the song as you 
uh, go through the bitterness, the 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 anger of being an in an unjust world, really, an unfair world for the animals and for a lot a lot of other beings in the world, unfortunately. Um, but the lyric gets progressively more positive. It begins from how can this happen, uh, and it ends up we are so much more now that we were before. A lot of people are joining this fight. A lot of people are waking yeah. up to this reality and creating a change. And every uh, positive uh, step with, that we make, we are uh, closer to our end goal. Uh, and that's kind of where the lyric goes. And uh, I think, in a way, it was really challenging to write that lyric in that way. But uh, I really like how it ended up. I and do the the theme. I hope it does inspire someone to go vegan. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that would. So, as you said, I think maybe that describes your um, your mentality over the years from from the beginning of being like militant vegan up to now. You grow older. You see things differently. You try to take yeah. maybe see yeah. the other view. I mean, maybe that's the the progression of the song like squeezed in like yeah. a couple of minutes yeah 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 it's way you can be the angry vegan that pushes everyone away yeah. and only talks to to other vegans or you can try to uh, right. really inspire everyone to become better to make better decisions to yeah leave this a better place that when we found it really so instead of being like militant and like I'm vegan and you're not, you're the bad person to yeah, exactly. include more include the people just to show them like, okay, listen what I come over here tonight, I will cook you dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of uh people I know, uh I I, I don't know. I wasn't that much of a pushy vegan. Uh, as Diogo was, <laughs> really. <laughs> I wasn't that much of, uh, of that. I was, in a way, and uh, pretentiousness apart from it, I was trying to be um, an example, a lead by example. Uh, yeah, people see I'm, I'm vegan for, I don't know, 15 years or 16 years now or whatever. I'm not a skinny vegan <laughs> in any way. I'm not an EP. I'm not. I don't do yoga. I don't do all of this stuff. <laughs> typical uh, vegan stereotype, you know. Um, I I live a pretty normal life, um, and I I I try to be as reachable as possible. If people have any interest yeah. in uh, any question, anything, just. Uh, they know they can talk to me about it. They know that I can send them, like, I have a Dropbox full of uh, um, cookbooks and uh, other vegan informations. So if someone wants to check it out, I would gladly share that link with you so you can put it on the, the podcast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I would just want to say, just send me the link. I will put it in the show notes. So. Some, I think, like, five... Of those documents are in Portuguese, but uh, the rest of it is pretty much in okay. English. 
But the thing that I try to do is just someone has an interest. I try to demystify the whole vegan thing. It's not that hard. It's not that expensive. You yeah. can live through it. Uh, you can have a healthy life. You don't have to, I don't know, uh, just listen to mantras all of a sudden just because you're vegan. You can be the person you are now yeah. and have a better impact on the world. Or try to reduce our footprint or our negative impact as much as, much as possible. And uh, if someone approaches me and says, hey, uh, I'm not a vegetarian yet, I can't... Uh, for the moment, uh, quit shrimp or whatever. In the end, it's better for the animals, for that person to uh, eat vegan or vegetarian like 98% of the time yeah. and end up eating shrimp or whatever other uh, animal um, sometimes. But uh, what um, time has taught me is that even if you're welcoming to that person and if you try to like follow up on their progress and everything, they won't be eating uh, shrimp for long. They'll become vegetarian or even vegan. Uh, if you embrace them and try to like uh, sometimes uh, shake things a bit and make them think about it, yeah. uh, it's easier than just being uh, like 0% and 100%. Uh, Obviously, that's the best choice, but I wasn't vegan overnight. Yeah. I first became vegetarian and then became vegan. Obviously, if I were to do it all over again, I would become vegan overnight. But um, that's a process and that's a path that um, is different for every single person. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, being vegan is the best, but even within veganism, I'm not the same vegan that I was like uh, 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's really important to put things in perspective and not to shut someone down that's trying to make a positive impact or a positive change if they are not doing everything at the time that you think they should. There's that. Let, let, yeah. let me add one thing to this. Sorry. Because I think this is this is pretty important. Uh, when as Fausch said in the beginning, I was like uh, really, really pushy. I couldn't just, I couldn't understand why people would would eat meat, you know. Uh, so I, when I entered the, the university, I was pretty much the only vegan or even vegetarian in the whole university, and I was like, my, my even my nickname was 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 related to that. Um, uh, and and uh, and uh, everybody knew me for that because every time we went to lunch, I was like, you know what you were eating? That's a flesh of an animal. Uh, so I was like always pushing, pushing, pushing. And I, I, I had like this thing that I was, I, I never said this to myself, but I think maybe I, I would feel that, that I was maybe, maybe better than others because I was being vegan. And, uh, and uh, with time, uh, I... I, I um, and of course, with time and maturity, and uh, as you grow up, uh, and this is what this is one one thing that I remember when we were writing the, the lyrics that I, I I really wanted to to add uh, that the, the part when I say, but I used to be that way too. I was raised eating animals, uh, using them as you know, yeah. And that part, 
I really wanted to add that part because this is like, like you said, the first part is like maybe the old Yog really full of ha- r- rage and anger and uh, pointing fingers at, at everybody. You need to go vegan. And then it's like a stop, like, dude, you used to be like this as well. Like uh, why you are pointing fingers to other people if you were the, these people, you know? Um, and yeah, you changed. But before, before you changed, you didn't, you know, you were like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and you have like these people who were vegan before you, before you, and they were like, if they were doing the same as you, like pointing you at a finger, will be like, what the fuck, you know? And this is like, I think this is a really important thing is that, um, people take their time to, to change and you can't make people change. They need to, 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 to change by themselves. And, uh, and uh, the only thing you can do is be there to, 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 to show or to lead by example, like fast said, and I still today, today I have friends from, from college, from the university who come to me today and say, you are the one who was right. I'm vegan today or I left, I quit me today. Wow. Uh, and and they, yeah, and they came, come to me asking me for, for, or recipes or advice or whatever. And it's so like fulfilling to know, like when they say you are the, the first person I, 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 I've met who were vegan and who is still vegan today. And you were an inspiration by the time. And I didn't know, you know, and that for me is like, fuck, I had no idea that I was doing like this, this, because they, 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 for instance, I, 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 sometimes I joke with those friends. I, I don't talk with them, f- f- with them for like years and years. And then uh, they go, Hey, how are you? And I say, Oh no, I'm not vegan anymore. Or I'm not straight edge. And they start to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because they knew like, this is him, you know, he will never, he will never, um, quit this. This is who he is. Yeah. Uh, and that example for them was like, yeah, this is pretty, pretty, pretty um, important for him. And that example made them today, like thinking uh, in Portugal, in Portugal, thinking like 20 years ago and today, like the the the, the change that that uh, the, the, the whole vegan movement had. It's like it's crazy, it's crazy, 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 crazy. And one thing that I really, really wanted to say, special for people who are vegan uh, for, for a few time or even for a long time and who are doing this, I'm in a tens of Facebook um, groups, vegan fa- uh, groups. And one of the things that the, 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 the vegans who are now turning vegan, when you ask what's the most difficult thing about going vegan, and one of the most common people, one of the most common answer is vegans. One of the most hard thing to become vegan, it's vegans because they are so, so judgmental. So judgmental. It's like, you've, oh, but you do this? That's not vegan. You are not vegan. If you are doing this, you are not so judgmental. People who are like, oh, I, I quit meat. So I'm here. I'm transitioning and I, I want to know more about it. And then there are people really, really judgmental. No, you need to be vegan. You need to do this and do that. And do, and most people like, okay, I don't want this for me. Fuck that. 
you know? Completely crazy. And this is so crazy, so crazy. Like, instead of with, with arms wide open, like, yeah, man, you are welcome, come here. Like I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, people were like, "Oh, I I eat meat. I don't eat meat once a week." And I was like, "Fuck that! What's that? Are you vegan or you not? Like that's nothing. You are doing nothing." And today I have friends. Oh, I'm I'm start, starting to eat more meat. Awesome, man. That's that's awesome. That's you are doing already something. You are doing more than you were doing before. Yeah. Uh, and this is yeah. how it's. Sorry, you said eating more meat. Eating less meat. Eating less <laughs> meat. <laughs> People are eating less meat. Uh, and, and this is like huge. This is really important. And and yeah. vegans need to know that they cannot be judgmental towards other people. They, have, they, they need to accept uh, the, that we don't have all the same time to, to change. Uh, luckily for me, uh, I was 16, but... At 15, I had friends who were vegan, and that, that was no, no. If it's for it, it's okay, you know. Uh, and at 14, there was other people who were vegan and very, whatever. So everybody has their time, uh, and and uh, and I, I had like this history from from an ex girlfriend who told me I dated her like when I was really really young, like when I was like 16 or 17. And I kind of make her quit meat, you know, because for me it was like, if you're not vegan, well, it's still like, I couldn't be with a girl with, that wasn't vegan, but it's more a personal thing. But back then I was like, you need to quit meat. So she quit meat. And then of course we, 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 we went separate ways and she quit meat off, and she, she come back to meat. Yeah. Uh, because she was not doing it for herself. She was doing it for me. And then years after, she quit meat for herself. And this is go. like, the, the people need to understand this. Um, I, 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 God knows I understand this. I understand that uh, we want people to change, period. Because at the end of the day, animals are dying because you are not, you, you are not uh, um, changing the, what, what you're eating. Animals are dying. This is the end result. And I understand how revolting that is. Um, I had nightmares about this, you know, so, so I, I, I really feel that, but at, at, on the other hand, we need to accept that we lived in a fucked up world and people were raised like this, yeah. you know, people are not bad because they eat meat. There was, they were raised like yeah. this. So, so we, we need to give them the time and the first, the tools, the information, and then the time for them to, to to check for themselves if that's really what they want to do. If not, it's their life, you know? It's like, it's more, the, the best thing I can do, it's just to, to, to be there for them. The best so, yeah. thing that uh, I, I commonly say about it is basically we want as many people as possible becoming vegan, and mm -hmm. it's better to have like 90% of the world population being flawed vegans than just a 1% vegan club elite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Everything about everything. Uh, and as I said, I'm not the same vegan I was 15 years ago or something like that. We, we gather knowledge and we evolve and we progress as we are experiencing it. 
yeah. uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm way better at reading labels nowadays than I was when I was starting to to become vegan or something like that, right? Uh, and it's important to help people out and support them in every uh, positive change they're trying to do. Um, sometimes me and my girl, uh, girlfriend, obviously she's vegan too, uh, I have that, that uh, advantage. Uh, and um, sometimes we sit together and think about how many people we influence to become vegetarians or vegans in our lives. And the last time we checked, we were at 24, something like that. And that's a lot for two people. <laughs> um, what you said was, there was a, that reminds me of a book I was reading lately. It's uh, written by Tobias, Tobias, Tobias Leonard, um, How to Create a Vegan World. So, and... Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was like, I mean, that reminds me a lot of like, don't be pushy, just, and just for whatever reason, someone wants maybe to cut meat maybe for health issues or environmental issues like yeah. keep it simple keep it convenient like just i mean just start cut meat like for example once a week twice a week yeah. go on with milk dairy products eggs or whatever and don't spend time in the beginning where do you get a, like a vegan wallet or something yeah 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 like, yeah, yeah just keep it simple so i think I think that's a good yeah. approach, definitely, yeah. Yeah, uh, the thing is, uh, I think if people go towards veganism or vegetarianism or whatever, um, from an animal rights point of view, most of the times they stick to it. If it's just to follow a band or if it's just to follow a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or any other partnership, um You have to do it for yourself, really. And that's kind of what uh, Diogo talked about. And uh, the click, something I call the click, like, no, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to, to do the right thing or what we are talking about as the right thing. It arrives at different times for different people. Um, yeah. And obviously we want to make everyone vegan like yesterday or since the beginning of time but that's not the the point and that's not um that, that's that's not going to happen that's the, yeah, the thing. that's not doable uh, and uh, if we think about or even if i think about in my experience about how it was to be vegan like 15 years or 17 years ago uh, and nowadays man we have it so fucking yeah. easy nowadays. it is <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and it's really good um, because with convenience and with accessibility, um, it uh, makes the choices even easier. Oh, I want chicken or the vegan chicken? Buy the vegan chicken and that's it. Right. I mean, you don't even yeah. have to start with chicken. I mean, just let's start with cheese. Like how many vegan options are, are available yeah. now today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and vegan cheeses, I don't know, like five years ago were really terrible. At least the ones that we ended up at having Portugal, yeah, okay. were like cardboard flavored, uh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. that looks like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Actually, five years ago, the only brand I remember that had really good vegan cheeses was a German one. I can't remember the name, but it was, I, I think Miguel used to to sell that that brand in his yeah. store. Yeah, 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 I know that. It was one. so good, so it's good. German, it's um, I don't it's, know the name. Uh, Dutch, it's Dutch. Oh, it's Dutch. Oh, yeah. okay. It's the castle. Uh, oh, the... um, where was it again? Is yeah. it that yellow green packaging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I think it's it's uh, Wilmersburger. What? Wilmersburger? Wilmersburger? Yeah. yeah, I think that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's still a good cheese. Still up to date. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the ones that we got in Portugal that weren't imported. Ugh, yeah, the other terrible. ones. Were really <laughs> you wouldn't convince anyone to yeah, give yeah. up cheese with cheeses that bad at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, and Joe, how about your parents? Are they still worried now after 20 years about your veganism? No, no, no. Well, in the beginning, they thought it was like, uh, this is like a phase. Yeah. I, pretty much, yeah. I think that pretty much like all parents think about uh, when, when you say, oh, I'm going to go vegan or straight edge. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This is like, so they were worried about, and we are talking in, I, I, I became vegan in 2001. So you don't have the information that you have now. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. So so everybody's vegan now, you know, like you have famer, famous people who are vegan and who are healthy and there are, well, today you associate veganism with health, you know? Um, so that's not even a, a, an issue. Um, back then it wasn't like this. Like yeah. eating meat, it, it was, yeah, meat is not, it's not good, but fish is really good. Milk was really good. Like this idea that milk was really healthy. Uh, so, so, so for them it was like, uh, yeah, okay, you can quit meat, but no way you are going to, to quit fish. Um, and it, I, I have to, uh, the story behind this, behind the, how I became vegan, it's, it's really, really, really funny. Well, funny, not funny, but interesting because I had this nightmare when, when I, ha I haven't been uh, eating fish for a long time. Like I was like this day that I was like, damn, I don't eat fish for a long time. I'm going to like try to grab this, you know? So there was like this day that the, the dinner was, um, well, we call it Russian salad. I don't know how, how you call it in. It's pretty much like uh, vegetables with right. uh, with, tannin, with tuna oh, okay. and, uh, and mayo. That's pretty much okay. Yeah. And my, my mom tell, told me, okay, just grab the, some tuna in the uh, in the dispenser. Um, uh, the pantry. Yeah. Just grab some tuna in the pantry. And I was like, fuck. So I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, just grab some tuna, what? And I just grabbed a, a can of, of um, um, I, mushrooms. Mushrooms. And I opened it and I was like, oh, sorry, I already opened this one. <laughs> so now I have to eat this one. <laughs> and she was like looking at me, well, yeah, well, what do you want me to do? And then there was another day. It was like the, the, those two times that the, 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 the dinner was fish, uh, fried fish with um, a Portuguese thing, which is like bread. You put it in water and uh, you take all the water and then you, you kind of fry it with the, with the olive oil. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you, if 
in any yeah, other place. Portuguese. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really good. And they were, and I was just okay, just sitting the in the table, and there it was, like the, the this red stuff and the fish, and I was like, fuck, how 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 will I like dodge this bullet? And I was like, oh, I'm feeling so sick. I'm really sick today. I'm just gonna eat the bread. <laughs> and so it was. And then a couple of days later, I had this nightmare. Like uh, I saw uh, um, a shark movie. A shark was straight. Um, um, stop hunt. No shark. No. It was a stop hunting and life science something. Uh, it was like this movement. Uh, hunting and life science was like the biggest uh, laboratory in, in Europe. Yeah. Animal testing laboratory. Yeah. Uh, and somebody went, today you have that for almost everything, but back then it was not very common to have like these he, uh, hidden cameras yeah. showing what was happening inside. And the video was pretty short, was like maybe 10 minutes, but it hit me so bad, like so, so, so bad. Uh, I've kind of, I became kind of numb with all of that. I didn't cry. I was just numb. And then I went to bed and that night I, sl- I, I dreamed, I, I had this nightmare that my parents had a, 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 a lab, an animal testing lab in the house. And I was trying to kill the, the, the woman who were doing this test. And it was like, I kill her, but she can kill me. It was, man, it was so, so hard, that, that nightmare. And I woke up crying, like I woke up crying. And my parents, Oh, and, and I, I woke up, I was really, really, really upset, really upset. And I was like, my, my dad was just uh, waking up to go to work in the morning. And I was like, do you have five minutes to talk with me? And he was like, uh, what, well, well, just say, just say, no, no, you need to sit with me. Come on, man, just say, just say. And I was like, um, it's because of animal testing. I, I, I really want you to stop using animal testing products and... And he was like, okay, Joe, we can talk about this now. And I just start crying. Like, it was like you were holding, you're holding me, holding it, and then boom, you left it. And I was like, ah, you don't give a fuck. And animals are dying. And I was like, completely lost it. And my father, and he's not really, this, this is not really his thing. He just kind of, I think this really hit him and he was like, Whoa, this is like a really, a really serious thing for him, you know. Yeah. So he just sat with me, he just lied my head in his lap, and he, he was like, You need to be calm, like, you cannot. And my father, back in his day, he was really a revolutionary guy, like, uh, um, like, like we, we had in Portugal, we, we, we lived in a dictatorship, and um. Uh, in 74, the, the country was finally freed. And my father was really into politics back then, and he was really revolutionary and left-wing. And so he kind of understands what I was feeling because it was like, I've been there, like not in the same uh, kind of, of issues, but I was there. And he was like, you cannot uh, let this hit you the way it is because it will it will kind kind of destroy you because you cannot doing anything about it animals will keep dying you know you can do your thing you can 
try your best, but you cannot let yourself like evolving in the way you are evolving in, into this because it will it will uh, it will damage you almost you know i heard st- uh, stories about people who were so involved in the in the in the um, into animal liberation issues that they had like these nervous breakdowns because of that because of it you know and it was i, I it wasn't maybe the, the only time I, I i felt this from him the the concern you know and a couple days like in that weekend i think this was in a in the day yeah because my father was going to work but in that weekend, I was sleeping and my mom just come to, came to me and it was like, okay, dear, we are going to the supermarket. Do you want to come with us? We are going to, to buy soy milk for you. This is like even <laughs> getting me emotional about this, you know, because like this, this, this was the moment when finally they understand, you know, I wanted yeah. to be, to become vegan for so long ago. And they finally, this was maybe one year after I quit meat. Okay. Um, and they were like, we're going to, to, to buy you soy milk and, uh, and other stuff for you. And this was like the, 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 the moment when I, 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 I was like, finally they accept, they accept my choice, you know? And I, and of course I was like, Oh, because I mean, yeah, yeah. This is so funny because when I was with this thing with my father, and because I felt the empathy from their side, I use it in my in my in my um, advantage. And I felt that I was like, man, I will I will never see them like this again. So I went to him and I said, and another thing is that I want to become vegan, and I already told you that I'll do all blood tests you need to 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 see that I'm healthy. But it's really important for me, and you don't let me to become vegan, and blah blah blah. So I I I I just don't give give all of them, give them give this to all. I give all of this to them, and 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 a few days later, they kind of I, they probably talk with each other, and they were like, okay, let's accept this. Let's accept that maybe this is not a face, maybe this he's really into into this and this this is it seems that this is really important for him so mm-hmm. that that was the day when i when i became vegan i guess and uh, and um, a few days uh, years after not very like maybe i was vegan for five years maybe i don't know and a colleague of him of, or a friend of my father or something or someone from the family or whatever told them, yeah, yeah, this is just a phase. Just give them uh, some, like, one year, two years, whatever. And and my father, th- this was a moment when I, I felt that, okay, they, 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 they know this is, like, this is forever. And it was like, no, no, if he, if, if he, if he would uh, quit this, he would already uh, quit, you know? Okay. Like, uh, this is forever, you know? And yeah. so it was... <laughs> But this is like my story behind. It was pretty, pretty interesting uh, to see like all these small steps into into just being uh, like quit quit meat, then quit fish, and then become vegan. Yeah, this is this this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thanks for for sharing your story. That's uh, really nice to hear. Yeah. Um, so guys, we, I think we're over. Yeah, it's already eight. 
two hours in. Two hours. We're two hours in, and we have four more hours of content to bring you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just I'm I'm really into the idea. Just make a podcast like Aim Part Two. Like, yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> we don't uh, we don't say no to that, man. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. If, if someone uh, would want to listen to us ramble about yeah. some things in not uh, a too organized way, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be happy to yeah, do a absolutely. part two or whatever, <laughs> or a part three or a four or a yeah, five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This, this podcast will only be about us. Yeah, I just... <laughs> From now on. Season one. Eight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, why Why not? It's my podcast, yeah, like right? My... I can I can change the name whenever I want to, so... Yeah, but suddenly no one would listen to your podcast, Phil. Yeah, exactly. And you want people to listen to all your ground, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think it's interesting. I'm still listening, so I can imagine there's still other persons out there just saying, yeah, man, just do another, do part two or three, four, five, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, we are more than welcome to it. Yeah. I, would, I really, I would be happy to, honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay, maybe just we'll make a cut here. And um, I have this playlist. It's called Hold Your Sound on Spotify. So yeah. um, I invite you to tell me one song each that I can put on this playlist. But not not for Mame, right? From an hardcore uh, song or for Mame? I don't, I don't... I don't. I think at least it has to be available on Spotify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, for the record, we already uh, submitted uh, until my last breath to be available on Spotify. They say it's around three to four weeks. So maybe around 10 or 17 of January might be available. Oh, okay. You heard it, people. But yeah, yeah. my recommendation yes, is go onto Bandcamp and buy the album. Just don't listen to it on Spotify only. And if you <laughs> listen to it on Spotify, if you like it, go to Bandcamp, download the, the EP and uh, enjoy it whenever you want. So yeah, yeah. Oh, and we have also news. We can, yeah, maybe we can talk about that. We are going to to um, to have a physical format of the of the EP in CD. Um, uh, 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 distro, a Portuguese distro, believe Artcore will um, uh, ask us if if we wanted to 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 launch the the, the EP with them. So we, of course, we said yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, in 2021, we hope because we then we never know. <laughs> uh, people will will have the, the opportunity to to buy the the CD. That, but of course, the, before that, you have the the Bandcamp and now the YouTube as well, and in a few weeks the the Spotify. As as for a song. Uh, I, I don't know if it's already there or not, but I think the the metalhead in me uh, kind of urges me to say "New Ethic" by. Oh our... no way, man! That was going to be mine. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that New was Ethic going to be mine. Is, it's 
a great song, has a great lyric. I think everyone should hear it at least once. Or I will put it on the list for sure. Damn! Now, now I have to think another a new one because that would that was going to be mine. I really love that song. And this is like one one thing interesting scene in hardcore because I'm not I listen to Earth Crisis and I'm not really into the sound. I really don't like that much the sound. But those lyrics, man, those lyrics and these specific lyrics, new ethic. It's like it's so good, you know. And this is what I think it's the beauty on hardcore. Maybe you don't like the song the sound, but uh, but uh, the lyrics if the li lyrics hit you. That can become the, the, your favorite band, you know, just because of the lyrics. Uh, now I have to think. Well, maybe maybe I'll I'll put New Wind because New Winds was probably the most influential band for me. Like uh, because I've seen them so many times, and uh, and. Uh, but New Winds aren't on uh, Spotify. Oh, oh yeah, I think, probably I, but not. But I think there is one. One album is on Spotify. I think it's even a spiritual revolution. I'm not sure. Mm, okay, because I, I just searched and this isn't the new wins we know. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but if you want, we can change. Diogus. Uh, Diogus. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It's Path of Resistance Counter. Okay, okay. That song, I appreciate that. <laughs> that right. song is so good. And I think I will just put on um, Suffer by Vanguard. So I think that's... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, totally my kind of sound, not really Diogo sound, yeah. because it's really metally and sugar sugar. But I love it's that great. sound. I love Vanguard. They're really good. I think they're... There, there are some things in their approach that I think they're strange, but probably they're strange because I'm European. <laughs> uh, they are so pro-gun, the leftist, leftist band, but so pro-gun, that is, for me, it's really weird. But I get it. We have to be armed in some way to create a, a revolution. But uh, for me, as a Portuguese guy that... Uh, lives in a place that sometimes we hear gunshots that's not really that clear for me they're all uh being armed and right to bear arms and everything i think that's such an american theme yeah. that it's weird for me as a, it is. a portuguese it is <laughs> but anyway i mean it's it's a great album so i'm still i ordered the record yeah. and i think i will I hope that it will arrive maybe in the next next few days. Let's see. Yeah. Supposedly, I was I was already supposed to have it in my hands, but yeah, I, mean, I think I think I ordered uh, through Cortex, and if I thought they said it's available December eighteen, and now they postponed it to December twenty five. Yeah, I, I ordered it through House of Devarishi. Oh, you okay. know the yeah. Italian. Uh, label, yeah, but uh, it's been postponed. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so, let's see. Okay, anyway. I think people like those three songs. They are totally not 
aim kind of sound. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the good things about aim because I'm a really heavy kind of guy. Uh, and what hardcore brought to me was the message and the brotherhood and the political stances and everything. Uh, but I really enjoy heavy music in general. So even within hardcore, I listen to a lot of heavy stuff. And also emo and uh, uh, old school, new school, youth crew, a lot of stuff. But as a whole, I'm the metal guy and he's the emotional emo guy, post-hardcore guy. And I'm the, the metal head of the band. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... And some between, we, we create music together. <laughs> I think that's, that's a good topic that we can cover in, well, part two. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fine by us. By us, so, sounds great, guys. Um, thanks a lot for your time. Um, Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really looking forward for part two, and maybe part okay. three. Whatever. Let's see. Season one, two, and three. season one. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Thanks for your time, and I will put your. Um, your Bandcamp link in the show notes for sure. And I will, cool. as soon as um, your EP is available on Spotify, I will add another song. Maybe I guess I will add Vegan to the playlist yeah. for sure. Cool. Okay, and, uh, uh, we'll we'll tell you when it's available. Yeah. All right. We'll let Let's, you know. Yeah. Look forward to it. Thank you so much, Philip. Okay. Thank you, Philip. Thank you for your Fausto, time. Thank you for, Diego, uh, thanks a lot for your time. And uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's let Diogo see his, uh, his team, or else it will be all. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's fine. No, really, really. I, I, I just for last words, I just wanted to to like I said before. I I'm really appreciative of of when people uh, reach us because they 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 liked what we do. Um, and I'm really, really, really appreciative of that. So I really, really want to say thank you to you uh, for what you're doing with, with your pod podcast, for having us. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, really, really. Thank you sure. so much for, for, for the support, uh, for, for inviting us, for having us. And, uh, and um, for sure, and, and anything you need from us, just, just say, you know. Wow. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate okay. this. All right, Thank you. guys, take care and, uh, well, all the best for 2021. Um, yeah. Stay healthy. He has to be 2020, man. <laughs> yeah. He has to be better than 2020. Yeah. Releasing EP and not being able to play it and obviously all the other catastrophes, yeah. obviously. Uh, damn, such a shitty year. Absolutely. 2021 will be better. I hope so. I, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, buy your CD on Fluff or whatever. And that uh, would be, that would be cool. just hang out with you guys in person. Or maybe or, or maybe book us a show in Munich. Hey. Yeah. If you need a spaced crush, um, you're welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome, Perfect. man. If you ever come to Portugal, yeah, you, uh, just get a minute. You have a place to stay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay, man. 
then uh yeah hey thanks for listening this was the hold your ground podcast and uh see you next time bye bye